Welcome to my human design experiment. Hello and welcome back to Mystical Mac. It's probably Mystical Tuesday. Uh, welcome. One day I'll get it right completely. <laughs> um, next episode will definitely be airing on Mystical Monday though. So yay for that. If you have not been here before, I'm Mac. I like to dive deep and I like to talk about mystical things. Um, and I guess things that get mystified. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm diving into the subject of the divine masculine. I've touched on the divine feminine. I'm diving into what happens when those aspects get wounded and how we can start to heal them. If you are not familiar with this information and want to be, I highly suggest going back and listening to the last few episodes of the podcast if you would like to go ahead and stick with us or if, 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 uh, <laughs> or if you've been here before and you are strapping in for a next installment in the ride that is the Divine Feminine and Masculine and their journeys through a society that will inevitably wound them in some way somehow, some more deeply and profoundly than others. Let's get going. <laughs> thank you guys for supporting me. Always thank you so much. It's my pleasure to sit here and chat with you about these things that are so innately a part of us, uh, but that I feel so many of us never really fully get to know. And I've been fortunate enough, fortunate enough to be introduced to the likes of these subjects early on, I suppose. <laughs> I'm only in my 20s, so I've had many of many older people come to me and say that they wish that they knew or had been exposed to the things, the ideas and, and things that I have been exposed to. So let's put them to good use. We talked about how the divine feminine needs a container, right? Now we talk about that container. We talk about the masculine. Let's just recap just a little bit for those of you that are familiar enough with these subjects that decided to just stick with us in spite of not having listened to past episodes. Divine masculine and feminine, we're just speaking here of predominantly feminine or predominantly masculine people. The energies of the, of the divine masculine and feminine flow within all of us. And some of us, regardless of gender or sex, embody one more than the other. We've talked a lot about the feminine, its creative force, how it's more of a reception energy, how it sort of needs the safety of a cocoon to flourish uh, and to really feel safe in flourishing and in learning and in taking well-calculated risks in order to grow and learn. Now we talk about the masculine. We talk about this cocoon. The feminine and masculine work in tandem. The feminine being the sort of ocean energy. The masculine being the land that secures and holds that ocean where it is so that its tides can flow and its ecosystem can thrive and all of the things can work in its favor because it's got a container of land. It's got a place to sit. And it's got gravity holding it to that container of land. Right? A masculine sort of pull gravity is. 
So the masculine is when they are aligned. The divine masculine is this great container that creates a sense of safety for the feminine energy. And we embody, even though each of us embodies one more than the other, I'm sure some people are pretty even, those androgynous beings that you know. We each embody both, predominantly one or the other, but we each embody both. So when we're looking at our divine masculine within us, we're looking for that energy that can structure and can move you along and can use, not use, but can provide a place for your creativity to land. And from that place, your creativity can turn into action or can turn into bigger ideas or the masculine energy within you is what creates a sense of order. And for lack of a better term, like seriously, don't play a drinking game along with this episode where when I say the word containment, you drink because I feel like I'm going to say containment a lot. (laughs) So for lack of a better term, containment. Your drive, the things that you want to do, your desires, they all flow within you very freely like the feminine energy. And your masculine energy is what you use to sort of put that creative flow into a stream. Streamline it in ways that you can focus it where you can produce things, where you can create, where you can make things that were once within you physical. So when we're thinking of the divine masculine and a person that predominantly embodies it, we're thinking of a person that provides a sense of safety that provides a sense of strength. Usually, in my experience, that's sort of like quiet underlying strength regardless of whether they're an outspoken, outgoing person. They don't have to be quiet to have this sort of quiet strength. But just one of, one of those people, right, be them female, male, non-identifying, that, that you just sense that you're safe around them. They provide this sort of this sort of structure for you, this sort of feeling of containment in the way where if you're out somewhere with them, you know that they've got your back, you know. Uh, for example, just the best example that I have of a divine masculine in my life is my partner. He does such a good job in the sense that whenever I'm around him, I feel so at ease. And something that's really interesting is I'm even so at ease to the point where I believe it was New Year's a couple years ago where I I completely lost track of my phone. We were in a safe space, right? Like I we knew everybody there. I had every faith in the world that I was safe to the degree where I left my phone somewhere and I didn't even care. I did not even care like granted it was new year's i'd had a few drinks you know all that good stuff but like i wasn't anywhere to the degree where i was like forgetting my purse my phone all these things but i just after that experience where literally right after we left the place we went and we got my phone we figured out where it was and we got it 
and he looks at me and he's like you weren't even worried for a second were you and I was like no I knew you'd find it for me (laughs) um and you know granted this isn't like something that happens all the time and that's why it's so crazy because normally I am not the person who's gonna lose my phone because if I lose my phone I will go bananas I will start crying I will get so flustered like if I lose my phone and I don't know where it is which thank goodness that has I don't know that that's ever really happened in my adult life like seriously knock on wood (laughs) um I would freak out I would but because I was with him there was this literal subconscious sense of safety because he's such he's so good at sort of embodying that divine masculine energy he's dealt with so much of what's wounded it and of course he's still got things to work on but but he really he really exudes that quiet sort of magnetic strength uh being a a predominantly feminine person I can only fully I realize I should create a sort of disclaimer I can only fully speak of the masculine in a way that you know from my perspective from how I, I experience it within myself but then of course I can only speak of a predominantly masculine person from my own perspective which is going to be pretty limited considering that I am not in that space. However, as someone who's genuinely been feeding my masculine energy in order to provide a sense of safety within myself and work on giving my feminine energy a safe place to heal within myself, um, I'm going to be speaking a lot from that. So let's get into it. I, I keep using the words strength, right, and and providing a sense of safety. A big part about providing a sense of safety also, though, is having a sense of mastery over your own emotions and state. For example, the chief of a village. The chief of a village needs to be someone whom when all hell breaks loose, he's still in the eye of the storm. He is not focusing on the chaos. He's focusing on every solution that he can find. He's focusing on helping his people through whatever the crisis is. And not just that, but he's focused on not letting his own fears and anxieties and the like get in the way of him ensuring that the unit, the village his people are his brothers and sisters are safe and are through this crisis something that my partner likes to to say when we get into conversations about real men quote quote whatever that means or rather he not every time but like he's mentioned before something that has stuck with me and it's that A strong, true, strong man, someone who's genuinely embodied their divine masculine, is aware that the the person that they must protect people from the most at times is themselves. They're not under any illusion that they too can be dangerous. And another, another indicator of a masculine sort of trait and, and 
masculine energy is also that sort of drive and ambition of just attaining your desires and really doing it with a sense of vigor, right? With a sense of accomplishment, with a sense of getting there. This sort of forward-moving energy that's also akin to the masculine. And as a feminine, how attractive is it when when a man is, or not even just, you know, a man, but a predominantly masculine being? Like, even when you have women who whom are not necessarily masculine predominantly but they're the way that they're going for their goals the way that they're reaching for things the way that they're for lack of a better term hustling towards what they want like that's a very attractive thing and the feminine energy inside of me gets excited about that uh, regardless of who or what portrays it but when a man portrays it considering I'm a cisgender woman when a man portrays it then it's very, it's definitely very attractive, you know, that sense of drive. But for me, what's even more attractive, and this, this is where, <laughs> this is where for me personally, whether one has truly embodied and, and is getting the most out of that divine masculine energy or not has everything to do with how well they enable the feminine within them. So, Yes, it's very attractive to see a man who's very ambitious going for what he wants. What's also really attractive, though, is to see a man uh, communicating his emotions clearly, communicating his thoughts clearly, and essentially, this is one of the things that I've always loved about men, to be honest, and when I, when I dated, right, when I was like in the dating scene, one of the things that I vowed to do for myself is just to be straightforward, with men um I just was never that kind of girl who like wanted to drop hints or anything I was just like look I'm just gonna tell you because then it it gets it off like it clears my head I'm not wondering if you understood or didn't understand my hint like all this stuff like I'll just tell you straightforward and I noticed that that's how men tend to be a lot of the time they kind of just want to hear things straightforward or they want to be told something straightforward because a lot of the times they don't pick up on the subtleties exactly. Granted, you know, I do believe that the more in tune with both the divine masculine and feminine a man becomes, the more detail, or you know, attention to detail he'll have and those kinds of things. However, however, I... Usually when I've observed predominantly masculine energies in my life, they've been more blunt and straightforward. And I think that that can be a really beautiful thing when when we're speaking about emotions and thoughts and inner states. And so the divine masculine is this brilliant container because not only does it provide safety from the outer situation the outer world whatever it may be but it provides a sense of safety from itself right and it's forward moving it's it's not just a container that stays still it's a container that's always sort of going and creating and pointing its direction its energy at one direction or another it's a fire in a different way that the feminine is 
Remember how last week I said that the feminine can be akin to a fire. However, I'd like to think of the feminine more like water. Whereas the masculine is more like the fire. That kind of creates that heating sensation that transforms the water into vapor. With the masculine fire, you can transmute your energy. You can transmute your creativity. With the masculine fire, your feminine energy can flourish. And the thing about the masculine in our world today, unfortunately, is that it's deeply, deeply, deeply wounded. Much like the feminine, it's deeply, deeply wounded. However, um, and you know, I may or may not get hate for this. I don't really care. This is my opinion. This is my podcast if you don't like it. I welcome you to uh, stop listening. But the masculine has been out of alignment for a long time and it's gotten so out of alignment that it actually threw the feminine out of alignment by shutting her out completely. We call this the patriarchy, right? The patriarchy, not the matriarchy. <laughs> And to be honest, I, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's supposed to be a balanced world. More feminine where we need it, more masculine where we need it. At the end of the day, we get equity, right? We cater to, to different situations in different ways to honor each situation. But currently as it is, we're not in just a patriarchy, we're in a toxic patriarchy, it's interesting, I've been thinking about that because when I think about a matriarchy, right, I think of elephants, they're matriarchal. Oh, Alexa, stop. <laughs> She's reminding me to turn off my snake's lamp. I'm going to do that. Give me just a second. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> so I think about elephants when I think of matriarchies. I think about, I feel like there are other animals that I know that are matriarchal, but none come to mind right now. But I hope you understand what I mean in the sense that there is nothing wrong with a matriarchy so long that as it's not oppressive. And I feel that that was the same for a patriarchy. I don't believe that there's anything wrong with a patriarchy in theory that's functional and not oppressive but rather empowers right it's it's a, a divine masculine led patriarchy but that's not the patriarchy that we live in right the patriarchy that our society has there's a very dark and and very negative connotation that comes with that word and it's because it's essentially toxic masculinity <laughs> right like and misogyny kind of just seeding through society uh and it's happening it's been happening for such a long time that it's insane and i don't know i personally believe that it started with organized religion getting out of hand and and since then we've we've just now started to write it but 
there's still so much that's just wrong and messed up. I just got really, really, really emotional because... Because I am just thinking of all of the wrong things that is, are still done to women every day. And that's not divine masculine who's operating when they are hurting women and hurting people. Trigger warnings for sexual assault. But I am so tired of the fact that there are still rape. There, like there are still rapes happening. There, that women are still getting like assaulted and taken, and 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 people are still letting men go. Like, I really want to watch the movie Promising Young Woman. And I literally asked my boyfriend to watch it with me because I'm just so, like, affected by the scenes. And, you know, and I know that there's going to be, like, sexual assault in there. Like, but I want to watch the movie because it's a great, it's supposed to be a really great movie. And, and it's a game changer. And I make this podcast to change change this world that we live in and and one of the big things that I'd like to change is I would like men to get more in touch with their divine masculines and I say men because usually women that predominantly hold or you know non-identifying people that are more and like effeminate and how they look however are predominantly masculine they tend for some reason to not be so prone to this toxic masculinity situation. But like, when the divine masculine gets wounded, he gets cut off from his emotions. He gets told that his strength lies in his muscles. That in order to survive and in order to thrive, he must isolate himself in his strong bubble and be willing to defend it to the death. He gets taught that tears are weak. He gets taught that the only emotions that are worthy of his attention are anger. And... Basically anything that makes him feel powerful by having power over people. And when the masculine gets like this, and he probably gets like this because when he was a sensitive child or just a child because they're all pretty sensitive, he was told to man up. That boys don't cry. Maybe he was told that 
the only way to get what he wants is to persist and persist and persist until people just say yes. Maybe he was told that it's okay to use his fists to solve problems. Because how else is he going to solve problems? He can't have emotions, much less talk about them. And the Divine Masculine gets hurt. He gets cut off from his heart. And I mean, just look at biology. Because in compared to the feminine, the masculine is like, it's like giving Captain America all his strength, but giving it to someone who's got the very deeply corrupted and hurt soul of Adolf Hitler. To be in a body that is strong enough to kill and hurt and bully in order to get what it wants and to be cut off from your heart and your compassion and your empathy, that is so dangerous and that's That's part of how you end up in a society like today. That's part of how you end up in a toxic patriarchy. Is by cutting off men's access to their emotions by telling them that they're not acceptable. That they won't be taken seriously if they cry. When the truth is that Little boys are allowed to cry because if little boys are allowed to cry, then they'll grow into men who will know when to cry. (laughs) They'll know when to let their feelings fall to the ground and when to hold them together. They'll know what it is to respect and care and respectfully own the people and things that they love. And yes, you can own people. It's not the same as possessing them. When you own someone, you essentially own them as yourself in the sense that their well-being is your well-being. You think of them when you go through your life, especially if they live with you or if you're in a close relationship with them. You put their best interest in your heart and you hold on to it and you think of them. And in that way, you respectfully own them. their best interests. That's love. And in my personal experience, it's one of the most beautiful things to watch a strong, magnificently I don't want to say hard because hard is not the word, but just a firm masculine just sort of soften and melt a little bit because they allow their heart to seep through at the right moment, at the moment where it's safe, at the moment where their container and the thing, the feminine in it is going to be better for it. 
Teal Swan, and yes, mentioning her again. If you have not checked her out, this is your sign. I'm probably going to mention her every episode. But she just recently posted a very interesting video about when to cry or when not to cry. And it's about addressing this question for men, right? Because they men think like, oh, well, women want us to cry and be vulnerable, but then when we do, they freak out and they tell us for a week. And what Teal breaks down in that video is that it's not just about crying in general. It's about it's about situation and context. A feminine wants you to be able to cry and express your emotions. But if you choose the moment where all hell is breaking loose to break down and she has to uphold that emotional weight all by herself damn right she's gonna be fucking upset with you for breaking down crying but if you're able to hold your shit together uphold that weight with her and when the time comes for the exhale where things are a little bit more in place you take that moment to be like holy shit i was so scared oh and you cry there or you tell her how that's all you wanted to do like she will appreciate the shit out of that It's about nuance, context. It's about when and where. But the feminine does not want the masculine to be cut off from the heart. The feminine does not want the masculine to be wounded to the degree where it doesn't even sense its own feminine energy that coexists with it anymore. And next week we're going to be talking about how to align that divine masculine a little bit more. We're going to be talking about what it is that the predominantly masculine energies in this planet that are very misaligned, that are very separate, how they can get a little bit more back into alignment, how they become, how they can become more of a part of the whole, and how they can become the fierce containers and protectors that they came to be, how they can connect back to their hearts in order to be able to make decisions that are, that not only impact but benefit even if it's just their family unit or themselves so tune in next week and thank you so much for listening got kind of emotional at the end there but when doesn't it get emotional um and i'll catch you guys next time stay mystical stay grounded Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Mystical Mac. For future episodes, click that subscribe button. And to help us spread this podcast far and wide, consider leaving us a review. Also consider checking out the social justice links in the description below and going to mysticalmac.com to read up on my blog and find out about my tarot card readings. Also, follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at Mac Guerrero. Lastly, thank you so much, James, my amazing editor, for putting this podcast together for us. I'll catch you next time. Stay mystical and stay grounded.